ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, September 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TONK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hurt Center is made pure. Text line is also open. 304-523-2275-304-523-2275 to hit us up on the text line. We got a big one coming up tonight at the Vet Hoops Family Field. Fourth-ranked Marshall in action. Uh, This is going to be a, a good one because you've got coming in to Huntington, the 20th-ranked Akron Zips, and kickoff is set for 7 o'clock. Heard entering the match at 3-1-2 and two overall, while the Zips come in at 4-1-1. One, and one. The Zips were ranked a little higher. They have had some issues as of late, but you've got two programs that know what it is like to be national champions, so you know, this should be a fun one. Marshall ranking in the top 10 in several categories, including scoring offense. They are third with uh, three per contest. Uh, Assists per game, fourth at uh, 2.83. Points per game, fourth at um, 8.83. Total goals, uh, fourth at 18. And uh, total points, sixth with 53. Uh, So Thundering Herd also out shooting competition. Uh, 76-59 and um, 38-30 on goal. So, you know, I was looking at the game notes earlier the day and just thinking uh, that is um, that is pretty impressive the way uh, Marshall has uh, started to ramp up. So um, I'm excited for that. That's coming up tonight. Again, it's going to be over. Uh, I think the weather is going to hold. I'm hoping that there's a great crowd for that. I don't think it's going to be the WVU level crowd here because – you, know, you don't have the the same intensity between uh, two in-state programs. Uh, sure, you got two top twenty programs going at it. You got Akron, a, a longtime foe of Marshall in the Mid American Conference. You, know, you had, of course, uh, Akron beating Marshall last time out. So you've you got a lot of things going on here, and that's going to happen tonight. Uh, I think though maybe you know maybe the grandstand will be filled. I don't know if the extra seating will be filled. I don't know if it'll be standing room only. Um, they've got to definitely um, look at ways to expand. I think they're getting it to the point where there's actually the demand to spend. And when have we ever talked about hey you need to expand your seating for a, a quote Olympic sport? But now that Marshall soccer has become a prestige sport at Marshall, winning a national championship. You know, you got to look at ways to, to continue that and grow that. And what do you do? Uh, you expand seating. You get people showing up and being excited for for the program. And I think that was a great atmosphere the other night. Yeah, of course, uh, this is going to be on ESPN Plus tonight. So opportunity for you to, to watch it if you haven't uh, the opportunity to head down and, and watch it in person. But, uh, you know, looking at the, uh, the, the poll coming out today, Marshall moving up to fifth. West Virginia staying the same. If you want to look at some of the uh, other uh, teams in the poll, Kentucky 
is 10th. So Marshall's going to face them. Virginia Tech, Marshall's already faced off against them. 12th, moving up from 17. Uh, Bowling Green receiving votes at last check, now moving up to uh, 17. So uh, they have made a, a jump. And, of course, we mentioned you know, Akron dropped from 7 to 20th. Uh, FIU, FIU is 23rd, dropping from 13th. So uh, you hope that the, they can stay and, and maybe uh, keep waving the banner for Conference USA. Uh, let's see, who am I missing here? Um, missing here on here. Um, Marshall has not dodged anybody in in this. So if, if you look at the uh, you look at the schedule, who am I missing here? I know I had it on top of my head here because Marshall's played almost every Marshall opponent has been ranked or receiving votes or still receiving votes or ranked in some form. I mean, Marshall's not dodged anyone. And who am I missing here? Of course, uh, see, ETSU was, uh, was not receiving anything. I mean, that was a tough game. I, I thought so. I, I watched a lot of that game, and I thought that ETSU was a good opponent. Uh, who am I missing here? Oh, it was James Madison. Yeah, James Madison is 21st. Uh, you, know, you know, Marshall played James Madison, and when they played them, they were, you know, they were ranked. And, and James Madison is receiving votes now, but they were 21st when Marshall played them. And then Virginia Tech, you know, losing that one, but they were a ranked team. Coastal Carolina receiving votes. Yeah, that's that's who I was missing. I was missing Coastal Carolina. So if you look at the schedule, the only team that really, yeah, I don't want to call them a cupcake because they're not, but East Tennessee State University was the only team that, you know, was on the schedule that either uh, was not ranked or um, receiving votes. And you look at the schedule, I mean, it's still pretty tough. Not every opponent is going to be in the top 25, but you know you still have this stretch of Akron, a ranked opponent. Kentucky is a ranked opponent, and down the line you got FIU, a ranked opponent. So tough schedule, but that's soccer coming up tonight, seven o'clock. Should be a fun one. It's going to be on ESPN Plus if you don't have a chance to head down and see it. Uh, I've been focusing more on football today than soccer. We had pressers earlier today. It's media day, you know, opportunity for the media to talk to players and talk to Coach Huff. And we talked to Coach for about a half an hour earlier today, and we've got that for you. I've got every single thing he said. So we're going to hear that. We'll get your calls in. Again, the phone number to be a part of the program today is 877 877- 420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And, of course, the text line is open, 304-523-2275 if you want to be a part of the program today. So I've got a lot coming up with Coach Huff. I'm looking forward to getting your text in. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and your phone calls. we got Coach Huff. So that's going to be fun as Marshall's playing on Thursday. So they're leaving tomorrow. They're leaving tomorrow. And don't forget, later on as well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to win a, a pair of tickets to go see Thursday Night Football with the Bengals. Bengals, even though they lost, look pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about where they're going to be. 
And they've got a Thursday night contest coming up. Their next home match is going to be a Thursday nighter. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to win that a little bit later on. Uh, we probably do that with the text line, uh, make it easy for you. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'll tell you when we're going to do that. But coming up next, we got Coach Huff and then your text on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's another Tuesday. That means another opportunity for us to close the gap and trust the process with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. He seemed like he was in a better mood. I'm not saying he was in a bad mood on Saturday, but he seemed like he was in a better mood and he was happy to see us. So I'm going to translate that into he was uh, in a better mood because he was actually happy to see us. But Marshall is coming up this week on a Thursday night contest with Appalachian State. If you're a longtime Herd fan, you know the deal. You know the significance of this one. Marshall and Appalachian State are in the Southern Conference together from 1977 to 1997. Uh, I had Marshall in, in 1976 yesterday, but uh, I've, I've since caught the era. The error is uh, they met in 1977, and Appalachian State won that one, 28-20. Now, Marshall has won the last three matchups, including a 17-7 victory. It was back last year at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Uh, Appalachian State has been pretty dominant over Marshall. The home series belongs to them, 8-3. to three. Uh, On the road, Marshall is uh, – well, Marshall could actually break the tie. Appalachian State uh, is 6-6 six and six, uh, on the road with Marshall. So the next time Marshall entertains them, Marshall could break that. But Appalachian State at home in North Carolina – Eight and three home record against the herd. Now there is one interesting fact: Marshall had to go to Boone to play an NCAA game, in the playoffs, and beat them. Beat Appalachian State. Nobody picked Marshall to win that game that day, and so Marshall goes in and beats Appalachian State. Uh, in the one AA playoffs, uh, this was when Marshall was starting to uh, rev up and, and get its program going. Uh, I was going through the Appalachian State game notes, and of course, they highlight some of my least favorite Marshall memories. Uh, 1994, 1995, Marshall was like on top of the world here, ranking wise, and Appalachian State highlights. Oh, yeah, um, by the way. Uh, some memorable moments include when Marshall came in highly ranked and, and we beat them. And then when uh, we went on the road and, and they were highly ranked and we beat them again. Okay, that's fine. I get it. Uh, yeah, 1994, number 24, Appalachian State, 24, number one, Marshall, 14. Okay, that, yeah. All right, I get it. That's a big deal. You beat number one, Marshall. Good job. Uh, 1995, uh, number two, App State, 10, number three, Marshall, three. Uh, that was in Huntington. Yeah, I remember that. I was there. I was there. I was I was not in there in 94. I watched it, but I was not there. Uh, and then, um, well, I, I don't want to point this out to too many people who are Appalachian State fans, but uh, you forgot you lost uh, in Marshall's farewell. It was basically bye-bye. Farewell tour. Easy for me to say. So the 
the Herd Revenge Tour, 1996 here. Thundering Herd Lake is just throttling Appalachian State and everybody else. That was a close game, though. Marshall um, Marshall beat them 24-10. But uh, that was – actually, that was at Appalachian State. My mistake. That was at, actually at Appalachian State. So Marshall goes in the boon, beats them, and then – 2002, the next time these two teams met, and Marshall just throttled them 50-17. to That made me feel really good that day. Uh, I mean, App, App's a great opponent. They're, they're a tradition. They have a quality football program. Uh, they're fun to play. Uh, their fans uh, are, are fun to, to interact with. They're, they're knowledgeable. It's a good rivalry. It's a good series. And I hope maybe in the future this can pick up and be more of a thing, but you know, Marshall's got an interesting history here. And, of course, you know, I remember you know, seeing many of those games and enjoying the series. It didn't go Marshall's way all the time, but it was a fun series, and hopefully it can resume. So, you know, this is a, a series that if you're an older Herd fan, you're, you're familiar with. If you're a younger Herd fan, you're getting familiar with. And, of course, uh, Coach Huff, I know he knows about all of that, but it's really not – his focus. His focus is getting ready for the the game and getting past ECU, and uh, that's where we start with his opening statement, just uh, setting the stage for this week, a short week, but still setting the stage. Obviously coming off a very uh, tough loss, um, things didn't go our way. Um, a lot of responsibility is going to go across the board. Um, the one thing I think you guys will uh, appreciate as soon as I got into the locker room um, those guys said, coaches, it's on us, you know, and I said, no, it's not on you guys. It's on all of us. So we got to be better. Um, there's things that happened in that game that we learned a lot from, um, not necessarily, you know, hey, you know, Monday morning quarterback, we should have, should have, could have, would have, but things that we talked about, you know, over and over and over um, that we, we got to continue to get cleaned up. Um, it's not a quick fix. Um, I don't think anybody's out there intentionally trying to turn the ball over or miss a tackle or anything like that. Um, but it, it's happening. So we got to continue to work at it. Uh, we've had a really good week of practice. Again, hats off to ECU. I thought they played a phenomenal game. Um, I, I told a coach at, in, at the middle of the field, I mean, their guys made some real contested catches. I mean, our guys were in position, and they caught the football. That's what happens when you play really good teams. Um, so um, obviously not the outcome we wanted. Um, trust me, there's no one that wants to win more than me. Um, I did not go to sleep Sunday, uh, Saturday night, stayed in, got working uh, right away on this next game. Um, but we've moved on. Like I said, we've had a great week of practice. The guys came in with a really good mindset. Um, this week, another challenge. I know you guys just think I always say that, um, but it's going to be a challenge. Um, phenomenal environment, phenomenal football team, um, phenomenal football culture is what I told the guys um, when we did our, our pre-scout, um, th this, this program that we're going to play has been a successful program for a long time. Um, they've won for a while. One thing that they've done is even when they've had coaching changes, their coaching changes stayed within the family. So the family stayed the same. So a lot of their systems stayed the same. A lot of their core values, a lot of the things that they try to do on both sides of the ball stayed the same. Some guys moved away, came back. Um, some guys moved up. Um, got promoted. Um, so they, they've, they've done a really good job of that. Um, and I think our guys will be prepared. Um, obviously, a quick turnaround 
um, to, to go down there Thursday night um, in front of a national audience and get a chance to go execute. Um, our guys are up for the challenge. We've got a couple more days here um, to prepare, um, but we're excited. We're really excited. Okay, so that's Coach's uh, opening statement. So he set the stage now for everything that is uh, to come here. And speaking of stages, one of the questions that was asked of Coach, you're playing on a national stage. You're going to be on national TV. It's a Thursday night game, so if you're looking for a football game and you're not into the NFL action, you want college football, here it is. It's going to be on national TV, national stage. I mean, you can call up recruits and say, hey, look, check our game out. You know, coaches love these games when you have everything to yourself just about. And you're playing on that national stage. You're also trying to get over a loss. And he, Coach Huff addressed that about that situation. We lost to ECU. We're trying to get over that. And we're getting ready to play a really good Appalachian State. And, oh, by the way, uh, the spotlight's going to be on all of us because it's on the national stage. Yeah, I think it goes back to pointing out the things that we need to correct um, and not just in the last game but the entire year. Um, because, uh, like I told them, you know, Monday, uh, this, this turnover thing is becoming a habit. It's, it's not something that's sporadically happening. And it's not one person or one group or, you know, it's, 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 started, it's something that's happening across the board. So what does that mean? Well, that means that everyone is focused on it until I have to focus on something else. So until Corey, for example, focused on catching a tight window throw by Grant, and going to score, he didn't think about, oh, i got to protect the ball. Now, I don't think he went out there and thought, you know what, I'm not going to protect the ball. Um, same thing you know, with Grant. I don't think he's thinking, I'm going to throw this ball, and it's going to go off the receiver's fingertips into Navy's uh, defensive back's hands. I don't think he's thinking that. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is what I talk to those guys about is, although we are going into a national stadium or national um, – environment, national TV, all of those things, that shouldn't change the way you prepare or the way you plan to execute. What should change those things is, hey, I have three games of film. I have X amount of reps at receiver. I have X amount of reps at O-line. What do I need to do to get better? And what do I need to improve on the things that I put on film? So let me, let me too long didn't listen that for you. Not a big deal, national TV. Same as uh, every other game. I should just do interpretations of Coach Huff sometimes on his cuts here. Now, um, you know, one thing he's talked about is practice. You know, how they perform in practice, how they look in practice is going to show up on game day. And so he was asked a question about practice because he's mentioned earlier, you know, we, 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 we're getting better, we're doing better. Tom Bragg over at Herd 247 asked him, well, what's a good practice look like? And uh, here's Coach's response to that. No, I, I, thought, I thought last week I thought we had a good week. I thought we bounced back off of the North Carolina Central week. North Carolina Central week I thought we had a, hey, we're playing a 1AA team. We're out here. You know, we're, we're just kind of out here. Last week I thought we had really good focus. Um, I thought we had really good attention to detail. I thought we had really good energy. I thought we had the same thing this week. Um, so it, it's not about, you know, hey, does, does, does a person catch every ball in practice or does every play get ran right in order to have a good practice? It's your focus. It's your intensity. It's your accountability. 
it's your communication. You know, you can tell if if guys are, are focused. You know, you can tell if we're repeating a play because it's a new play and we're just trying to install it a certain way versus different coverage, or if we're repeating a play because somebody over there didn't see the signal because they were taking too long to get lined up. You, you can tell the difference. Um, and I pointed those things out to the guys, you know, and I, I told them. You can see the difference in the way we prepared um, versus North Carolina Central and the way we prepared versus ECU. This is how we have to prepare to give ourselves a chance to go execute. Just because we have a good week or a bad week of practice does not mean that the result is going to reflect the week of practice. What it does is it gives us the confidence to go out and execute on game day. That's pretty good clarification there. Like, look, you know, we don't want to practice bad. If we practice well, that's going to give us at least an indication that you know, we should be okay. We're not necessarily going to, to win the game. Doc would used to say, and I'm not picking on Doc, Doc used to say, uh, you know, you win the game in practice. And, you know, he basically was alluding to, you know, you put all the work in, you put all the preparation in, you know, you you don't put the preparation in, you know, on game day. You know, you go do what you have been prepared to do. You go execute what you have been working on all that week. And, you know, Coach Huff, he's saying, look, you know, if we have a good week of practice, that's just going to give us some confidence that we can go out there and do what we are supposed to do. It's not going to be an indicator that we're going to win the game. It's just we're going to go out there and at least have some confidence that we can go out there and perform and be consistent. Now, specifically about Appalachian State's offense, if you look at them, passing as a, as a team, they're 63 for 90. 799 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. And uh, all the touchdowns and interceptions coming from the hands of quarterback Chase Bryce. Uh, he is, um, he's been in there for almost all the snaps, 60 of 83. And he has accounted for 751 yards of the 799 passing yards for the team. He's got a, a great trio of wide receivers. We're going to get into that a little bit later on, but He's a pretty good quarterback. They've got a pretty nice running back in, in Cameron Peoples. And if you look at what he's been able to do on top of the trio of Corey Sutton, Malik Williams, and Thomas Hennigan, they're pretty good offensively. Scoring offense, they are 51st in the nation at 33.3 a contest. Um, they're rushing offense is on par with Marshall's. Their passing offense is maybe behind Marshall's, but they're picking up 266.3 yards a contest. That's 44 best. You know, Marshall's just been ju- just jutting it up there. 420.3 on average a contest. That's that's pretty good. You got to produce though. You got to get some production there and yeah, Marshall's been putting up a lot more points, 43.7. But you look at this team, Appalachian State, they played some pretty good competition. They didn't have NC Central to uh, – they had Elon. They had Elon. They didn't have NC Central, but they had Elon. But they also had East Carolina, ECU, and they also had Miami. So they had some really good teams on their schedule to go up against and still put up some really good numbers. And uh, here's what Coach Huff had to say talking about their offense. Yeah, I, I think, I think one, it starts with the quarterback. Um, I, I see him as a manager of the offense who can make the big throw. 
Um, what does manager of the offense mean? It's not a disrespectful term. It's a term that means he's able to take what the defense gives him. He knows the offensive system. He knows when to check out of plays. He knows when to check into plays. He knows when, um, you know, in RPOs, when he's supposed to throw it, hand it off, those type of things. He can manage their system. Um, the other thing is I think they got some wide receivers who can run, run. Um, I think one of their guys won the Sun Belt um, 100 meter. I mean, they, they got some guys that can roll on the edge. Um, and they got a they got a run game um, system that they stick to, believe in, sort of like Navy. No, it's not the triple option. Um, but they run outside zone. They run the stretch play. They run the stretch play. Um, they come back and run the stretch cut play. They believe in that system. Um, and when you have an offense that believes in a system, you have always got to play the next play because just because you stop that exact play once doesn't mean three plays later you're going to stop it because they've repped it you know a bunch of times. They believe in it. They believe in the, the, the efficiency of it. Um, their linemen do a really good job. They're quick. They reach guys quickly. As a former lineman, I have a lot of respect for, for a center who can reach a three-tech. Um, I have a lot of respect for you know a tackle who can reach a five-technique. That's a DN or a D-tackle for anyone who gets confused there. Um, but they, 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 have a really, they have a really good system, and what they do really plays to the players they have, if that makes sense. They got some pretty good players. We're going to get into uh, what they do with their wide receivers a little bit later on, but uh, I want to touch on the defense a little bit. Uh, I was kind of curious uh, what Coach Huff saw when I asked him about the defense. You look at what they're doing. They've got 186 tackles. They have 21 tackles for loss for 73 yards. Uh, they've got nine sacks for 50 yards. They've got two interceptions for 90, so uh, big plays there. But they've got a wall, and it all starts with the, the linebacker, DeMarco Jackson. Look for number 52 when you go to the game or you watch the game. He's got 31 tackles, seven tackles for loss. He's got three sacks, and he's got three quarterback hurries. He's going to be in every play. He's going to be there. Uh, when I talked to Coach Huff, he highlighted – Another player, and you look at his stats, and you're thinking, okay, what's he talking about here? You know, uh, Demetrius Taylor, but he's he's Mister Everything for them. But you know, you look at his numbers so far: a couple of of tackles. He's got five quarterback hurries, though. You know, so you know, he's a defensive end. So Coach Huff highlighted him, but their defense, they've got guys who. It it feels like they've got layers of guys that you're just going to have a hard time penetrating what they're doing. And Coach Huff talked about that when I asked him just to just maybe give us an overview of what they are doing defensively. Yeah, they're, 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 they are probably the um, hardest working front seven that we've played, meaning they play through the whistle. I mean, you may block him and you may think he's blocked, but he's going to work to get to the football. Um the front that they, the, the system they play, the front they play, they put a lot of guys around the football, so it makes it very hard um, to run the ball. They have, they have leverage on your formations, so they technically force the ball to kind of roll back or spit to um, some of the unblocked players. Um, and then obviously the more people you bring in to block, the more people they bring in to tackle. Um, so they do a really good job of that. Um, they pressure uh, with, with, with a purpose. 
meaning they, they understand what gaps they're supposed to hit. Their Mike linebacker, number 52, does a really good job. He plays hard. You can tell he's their leader. Um, they're, they're outside. We call them the rush. But their uh, outside backer, number 31, does a really good job on the edge. He's given tackles a lot of, a lot of headaches. Um, and then inside, they got some size. You know, I think number nine's done a phenomenal job. Um, the inside guy, the, the nose guard, bigger body. Um, I think their safeties are experienced. Um, we expect to see Huff back. Well, I know he's got to be a tough kid. I mean, the, the guy has got to be like Steve Atwater back there by name alone. Um, no, but I know he was out with an injury, but we expect to see him back. He's a guy that's played a lot of football for them. Um, so it's, it's similar to last week. It's a veteran group that returns a lot of starters. Um, they, they have a culture of winning. They know how to win. Um, you know, I talked to our, our guys about understanding how to finish because they, they understand that. Um, so it, it's going to be a challenge. And then on top of that, this will be the third week uh, of us being able to play our defense, you know. So last week was the second week. So some of the things that happened in the game, yeah, we had answers for, but without installing the entire defense and all the checks and all the variations, uh, we, we, were, we were limited on what we could do. Stop this, but you, you, you run the risk of this happening. So just part of, part of the growing process, not an excuse, but part of the growing process. Um, and our players understand that. Um, our coaches understand that, and we're working continuously every day to get better. So he mentioned Demetrius Taylor, and he also mentioned Nick Hampton. Nick Hampton, he has played in um, all three games. He's got 15 tackles. He has got two and a half tackles for loss, and that amassed nine yards there. He's only got one sack, though, and it was for eight yards. He also has a, uh, he also has a breakup. He's pretty good, so watch out for Nick Hampton as well. Again, you know you gotta you gotta highlight some of these players when Coach Huff calls them out. You gotta highlight them, and of course, you know how coaches are. You know they go by numbers. Yeah, number thirty-one, number number nine. Uh, he knew the Huff kid though. He saw the Huff kid, and he he, he picked him out on the roster. So you know he's looking at the roster. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I I don't have his stats right in front of me here. Huh? Looking for his stats. What the? What's the Huff kid done here? I'll have to. I'll have to dig. We'll research that. Uh, we're going to continue on. We got more from uh, Coach Huff's uh, presser earlier today. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of the Drive here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is the Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our text line is open. You can be a part of the program by texting us at 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Coming up this week, I've got opportunities for you to win a pair of tickets to go see the Bengals Thursday night football matchup September 30th between the Bengals and the Jaguars. It's coming up this week, your opportunity. You know what? I don't know how I'm going to make you win these tickets. Uh, are, are, I'm going to have you maybe text me a word that you know indicates that you're you're listening, that you're paying attention. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's pick a word right now, and I will pick a winner from all of our texters. But you get a text between now and the end of the show to to be eligible. So I will pick one of you. Now here's the deal: these are digital tickets. 
So you're not picking up physical tickets. You're going to be picking up digital tickets, and that means I've got to transfer them to you. you got to use the Bengals Game Day app. you got a Ticketmaster account, Bengals Game Day app. You want these tickets, um, that's how you're going to have to go about that. And you know what? And if, um, yeah, here's a good point. If you're a Jacksonville fan, this is a good point from the booth. You're not eligible to win. No Jacksonville fans can win. Uh, I tell you what, uh, if you are interested, if you, this is, um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. 304 523 2275. Text Paul, I want the tickets. No, 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 no. The booth is yelling at me. No, no, we're saving that for next this week. You know, we'll do fancy stuff later. I just want to be simple today here with the giveaway. Text 304-523-2275. Paul, I want the tickets. That's the body of the text. And if you win, I will I'll reply back to you if you're the winner. So if you don't hear from me, you didn't win. But if you hear from me, you won. You'll know if you won. You'll know if you won because you'll hear from me if you lose. You'll know, too, because you didn't hear from me. But that's uh, that's the deal. A uh, pair of tickets to go see the Bengals take on the Jaguars Thursday night football on September 30th. Text line 304-523-2275. The text will read, Paul, I want the tickets. That way I know you want the tickets. All right, let's uh, hear a little bit more from Coach Huff before we hit the break. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Uh, we're not going to get to all of it today, and that's fine. He had a lot to say. Uh, he is going into the game with confidence. He was asked about that. You know, are you going into the game with confidence? You know Coach Huff. He does not lack confidence. And this is his response on going into the game with confidence. Yeah, I, I, I go into the game with confidence because I love my guys. And when I say my guys, I'm talking about everybody in this organization, man. Uh, when, when, you, when you're around people and you prepare with people, and you know their intentions, and you know how hard they work, you can walk into any environment with confidence. You should walk into the newsroom today with confidence because you know the weatherman has done his job. Um, but no, and I'm joking with you. Let me preference that. Um, but I, 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 I have confidence because I know how hard these guys work. Um, and yes, does it help that we have some older guys? Yeah, so it's not the first time they've been in a quote-unquote big game. Um, or a game, you know, that's, you know, in the middle of the week or whatever it may be. Um, so, yes, the, the having veterans in our program does help with the confidence. But we, we walk into every stadium knowing how hard we've prepared with confidence. And it's not fake confidence or it's not hype. It's not, hey, look at me. It's just we've prepared really hard. Let's go out and execute. He's got confidence. I don't know if um, I don't know if anyone should tell him he's got to work on his jokes, but he's he's got confidence. Man, don't don't pick on the weatherman around. Let me tell you right now, do not pick on the weatherman around here, especially Spencer Atkins. Do not pick. Those are fighting words to pick on the weatherman here. So uh, he's going into the game with confidence. Now, um, one of the questions that was asked of him was. His impression of his secondary, how he graded him, what he thought they looked like after the ECU game, and, and here's his report card. Yeah, I, I thought, um, one, I thought we, it, would, it would be a test. This one will be the next test. Um, 
I honestly thought our, our guys, as far as being in position, they, they were in position. I didn't think we cut very many guys loose. It wasn't too many free runners. Uh, we just got to win some of those contested battles. You know, we got we to track the ball a little bit better in the air. We got we to compete for the ball when, it, when it's a back shoulder ball. Um, were we in good position? Yes. Um, we got to get some of those out. And that's not a, that's not a oh, you're a bad player. It's, it's, it's going to happen. You know, when you play good teams, they're going to make those catches. I was pleased that we were in position, meaning we weren't having mental assignment issues. We weren't on the wrong guys. I am encouraged that because of what happened Saturday, our guys have worked this week, talked about it, identified we got to win some of those contested catch battles on the defensive side. We can't let the receiver back shoulder and come up with a ball every time. We got to knock it out. We got to hook swat. We got to do all of those things we talk about in practice. We got to track the ball, track the deep ball in the middle of the field. We got to turn our head when we, when we see the receiver's hands go up. All those little things we talk about in practice that we had not had an opportunity in a game to truly, you know, kind of do. We, we, got to, we got to see that Saturday. Now we got to correct the things and move forward. And finally, we'll talk more about it this week, about the wide receivers, Appalachian State. Uh, they've got a really good trio. They've got Corey Sutton, 18 catches, 240 yards, one touchdown. they got Malik Williams. He's got 11 catches, 183 yards, two touchdowns. They've got Thomas Hennigan, 10 catches, 160 yards, their seniors, then some. They've got leadership. Hannigan's got a touchdown. Williams has got two touchdowns. Sutton's got one touchdown. They're a great trio of wide receivers, and um, here's a coach talking about their receiver core. Yeah, I just think they, they work together. You know, I think all three of those guys really complement each other, and it forces defenses, you know, to – to not be able to, to double or focus on one. And when you do that, you usually get an opportunity to get one of those three guys on a lesser defender or in an open area. And when you have a quarterback like they do that can recognize that and distribute the ball in the right places, that's when your offense really takes off. All right, we got more Huff coming up this week. We got the game on Thursday. We're also giving you an opportunity to win a pair of tickets today for the Thursday night football matchup on September 30th between the Bengals and the Jaguars. You can text me right now at 304-523-2275 to enter. Text Paul, I want the tickets. We'll wrap it up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive. Breaking Benjamin, live in concert. Roach, plus Memphis Mayfire, Mountain Health Arena, September 22nd. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Breaking Benjamin, the return of rock live. See them on the road this fall. Get tickets now. Check BreakingBenjamin.com. The NFL is back and FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. Thursday night is a great opportunity to give it a try. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. So what you want to do is you want to build a same-game parlay. You want to take a money line on your favorite team. You want to take your favorite team's running back with over-rushing yards, and you could also take under-total points in the fourth quarter. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook because you get fast payouts, it's easy to use, and it is safe and secure. 
secure, and there is no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to $10 back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook also claim 30-1 to odds on either team to win in the Monday night game, Philadelphia versus Dallas. Just sign up with the promo code SWAN, and if your first bet loses, you'll get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code SWAN. 21 in President West Virginia refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same-game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We got through it today. Appreciate everyone being a part of the program. Uh, We've still got a minute for you to get your last-second entry in. Uh, Text line 304-523-2275. You're getting a chance to win tickets to see the Bengals take on the Jaguars Thursday night football. Uh, All I'm asking you to do today to enter on the text line is text Paul, I want the tickets. That's it. That's all you have to do. Tell me you want the tickets. And I will pick a winner after the show. So if you don't get a text from me, you didn't win. Try again tomorrow. But uh, it'll be a new word. So every day we'll have something new and different. But uh, we're going to be doing this all week. Doing giveaways like this with the text line. So uh, save the number. 304-523-2275. If you can't join us on the White Claw phone line. You can always join us on the text line. Okay, uh, you're running out of time now, so if you want to get that text in now, 304-523-2275. For Bengals tickets for Thursday Night Football, the text will read, Paul, I want the tickets. Already got a lot of responses, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and pick one here. In uh, the next uh, 30 seconds, so uh, stay by your phone. You might be a winner. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. And then on Thursday, we'll be live a little earlier than we usually go on the air. We'll be on the air 430 for college football today, live at Roosters. We'll be getting you set for Marshall and Appalachian State. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.